0: Welcome to our podcast F1 to the Max which talks about the current F1 2021 season. We shall delve into each Grand Prix from Park Ferme to racetrack. So join us for all the thrills and spills of the race weekend. Round 17 takes us to Austin, Texas, the US GP, where Ricardo was clearly seen having some fun. Checo looked dialed in for the entire practice session and sandbagging was done by the Red Bull. The entire weekend unfolded in a very interesting way, I would say. What I would say is that it was chess at 300 kilometers per hour. It was an amazing race, and practice just set up the entire tone for the entire race. There was a five-place pre- five grid penalty, which was taken up by Bottas because they changed the engine again because they thought Perez would not qualify as well as he would do. But the Red Bulls, the sandbagging done by them in the beginning was so amazing that in Q3 of qualifying. We were able to confirm that Red Bull really was on the pace. Now, since Bottas qualified fourth, he would start ninth. The Alpha Tauris look good as well, so that means all four Honda teams were in the top ten. Apart from that, McLaren and Ferrari have, are having a very close battle for third position. So that means when they were having that battle, they were majorly moving roadblocks for Mercedes and Red Bull. Now, the strategic game comes into play. We go into the race where Hamilton, who had qualified second, was starting on the inside side of the track. Meanwhile, Verstappen was starting on the outside, which which gave him a good way to cut in. Now, the entire entire race weekend, they would say if Max and Hamilton would have qualified first and second, they would have come together. There were a lot of rumours flying around about that. But again, they are professionals. I knew for a fact that they would squeeze each other and not give each other enough of room. But at the end of the day, now after this, after this race, there are only five more races which are remaining, which will determine the championship basically. So as the five lights went out, what happened was that Hamilton stuck to his line. Verstappen tried to cut in and try to give him a tight squeeze into turn one. But luckily, Hamilton pushed his elbows out a little bit and. Verstappen also yielded to the level that he had to yield because I think they were playing a strategic game from the beginning as well. So, Hamilton got the lead, Max was close behind, Sergio Perez was also uh, also in the midst. So, obviously, the two Red Bulls could attack the Mercedes alone. And Bottas, at that point of time, till lap 20-25, he was still fighting through the entire field because of the... DRS trains that he was struck in. Now, when I talk about the DRS train, what happens is that when a car gets close to any other car in the the front, within 2 seconds of the car in the front, it's unable for him to break that 1 second barrier because of the dirty air which is created by the car ahead. Now, they lose a lot of time, they lose a lot of downforce and they lose a lot of their tyre pressure not tyre pressure, the grip on the tires, the tires start getting warmed up a lot. So at that point of time the engine horsepower comes into play. Now a person like Hamilton really knows how to conserve his tires but Bottas drives to the limits of the car, maybe tries to test the limits as well, but he was stuck. He was stuck in a he was stuck literally like a rock in a hard place. So as as the race went on they realized they could not catch Hamilton because the Mercedes engine on the straights were OP. They were super powered. They really, like, they really gave him like a. He was a rocket ship down the down the main straights, basically. So what happened was that while Verstappen was getting close to him over the technical section of the track, that is uh, that is all, that is from turn one till turn five, the remaining turns he was unable to get because that led into the main straight. So uh, although the DRS was there as well. He tried getting close to, uh, close to them, but couldn't ta- overtake him on track. So this is where the chess chess comes into play. It was a strategic masterpiece. While I was watching the race, I would say that I felt like the French GP was unfolding all over again. Because at Kota that is the US Grand Prix, the undercut is very strong. So, Red Bull gambled. What they did was that they got in max first. So, obviously, I heard a radio commentary from the pit lane to Hamilton saying that whatever the target lap is, plus 6. That means his target lap was around 25 or 26. So he was supposed to go to lap 32. As a result of which, Max was on fresher tyres and could continue his pace for a longer time. What Mercedes thought of doing was that, okay, fine, we'll put Hamilton out for a longer time since he's going on to the hard tyres. Both of them started on the medium tyres. Since he was going to go on the hard tyres, we will pit Hamilton later on so that he would have fresher tyres towards the later later side of the race. Now at that point of time, it is important to note that this entire weekend had very high temperatures and Pirelli had got one of their softest tyres that is the C2, C3 and C4. Generally Generally they go one step higher for temperatures which are very high. So, as a result of which, the tires were graining and degrading very fast. So, the hard ty- a two-stop race was always in the cards for the entire uh, for the entire weekend. Now, after the first pit stops, Hamilton resumed his position, and Max Verstappen, Max Verstappen was second. But as the undercut was so strong, he regained his position of P1. Meanwhile, Sergio Perez was quite struggling at that point of time. Why? Because Sergio Perez's drink was not working, so he literally drove the entire race. His entire race of 50, 56 laps, he drove without water. Now to keep you in context, basically it was driving across the Sahara Desert without without an ounce of water as well. That's the kind of level at which Sergio Perez was driving. By the time he got out of his car, he finished P3 and it was amazing because he had he was literally dehydrated. There was not a single drop of water in his car. I don't know how he managed to do that race because that guy looked really pooped and really tired after the entire race. So he was still there at the, in the backstage. He was still there to put pressure onto Lewis Hamilton. But the, but Hamilton and Verstappen were in the were in a league of their own. If anybody would have made a mistake, Perez would have pounced on it and would have capitalized as well. So come to this this middle part of middle stint of the race, which was very important because at that point of time i thought the hard tires would go on for a longer time the lap 45 or 50 or something but red bull again to prevent hamilton from doing the undercut on them what they did is that they pulled him they pulled him th- 3 laps earlier than what was actually expected expected of them to do so as a result of it max was on fresher tires hamilton regained the lead so he, obviously Verstappen would have had fresher tires Maybe Hamilton's idea at that point of time was to finish the race on these tyres, but again, the graining was too high. So they continued their pace. Now again, Mercedes had the horsepower for this track, so they were able to get, get enough of a gap, but again, Red Bull, the sandbagging that they did, they did have the pace as well. So while Hamilton came in for the second pa- second stint, that is the second spit stop, again, Verstappen regained the lead and he was out by almost close to 12 12 to 14 seconds. That was amazing to see because that pace was all recovered in, in the entire technical section of the track. The Honda power was good on the straights, but he was like the third fastest car on the straight. Meanwhile, Hamilton and the Mercedes were number one and two. At this point of time, uh, Hamilton didn't feel very good about the call because he said that, you know, I could have continued longer and, you know, put in a bigger gap so that he could have done an overcut on Ma- on Max Verstappen. But again, Red Bull pulled a masterclass in strategy. This was literally chess at 300 kilometers per hour. So then what happened was that now as the lap started go- going down, you saw Hamilton putting fast lap after fast lap after fast lap. I was really, I was really tensed. My blood pressure was increasing and I was thinking like, what the hell is going to happen? Cause he was, he was on a charge any radio conversation that was happening with him lewis hamilton literally said leave me to it i'm going to i'm going to get him that was his mode that was he was focused he only had one one goal that was to beat max verstappen we saw the lap times t- tumble down and christian horner had come he was he was ta- talking with the commentators of sky sports at that point of time and he literally said at that time this race is going to be decided in the last five laps and did it get decided because he closed to almost one one second and I was like at that point of time I said, okay, Max is gone. Max is gone here. Because he didn't have the pace, he was complaining about his tyres. But at that point of time, he was still working out how he's going to do it. A backmarker came in the form of Mick Schumacher who literally was in the DRS detection zone. And at that point of time, he got the DRS from... The back marker. Now, generally, when cars overtake a back marker, what happens is that because of the dirty air produced by the car ahead, even when you're even, even when you're lapping uh, lapping cars which are towards the rear end of the grid, these cars develop the same amount of dirty air. So, you need that DRS power to get over them, basically. So, he got the DRS. Meanwhile, Hamilton did not get the DRS, and as a result of which, again, he extended his lead to 1.5 seconds, and that's where he won the race. What a race it was, I couldn't believe it as well because it was touch and go for the entire moment. And I was like wondering like okay fine, he's going to come, Hamilton is coming, Hamilton is coming and literally I never thought that it would end the way it would. That was round 17 of the Formula 1 2021 season, quota, USGP, my god it was a nail biter, at least for the championship where it was concerned. Max Verstappen leads, leads by 12 points now, Red, Bulls have, Red Bull have closed in the World Constructors Championship, they have closed up on Mercedes as well, now again, I don't know how the Constructors Championship is going to turn out, but the Drivers Championship looks very much on Max's side. I'm going to see you next time in Mexico, that is Checo's home, home Grand Prix, obviously there's going to be a lot riding on, on Red Bull, it's a Red Bull track, it's an interesting track as well, because the elevation is quite high. And you require, although the track might look like a place where it would require like a low downforce, but due to the thin air, you require high downforce for the cars. So it's an interesting track. I love this track. The circuit, Omano D. Rodriguez. Amazing track. It's got an amazing stadium section. Checo is going to be on fire. Max is going to be on fire. Hamilton is going to be gunning for both of them. Let's see what Bottas does in the mix as well. So see you guys. Catch you in the later podcast.